Paul? Yes. I was so excited to be back down the history hole. No. And uh, reviewing a movie that is considered to be a cult movie. And I was I noticed that there was an entry for it in my bad movie Bible. Okay. Which is very exciting. Uh, and consequently, I decided to go out, get myself a Blu-ray of it. Oh, wow. Look at it. Ooh, look at that. Look at Sybil Danning in all her glory. <laughs> the expression on her face on the Arrow Video Blu-ray of just kind of... Uh... <laughs> it's not, oh, not yeah. going to blur. Some, somewhere in an attic, there's a portrait of her looking more and more comfortable. <laughs> Christopher look at Lee. Christ- Christopher Lee there. He's got the rebellions were built on hope kind of look. The guy with stuff sh- shooting out of his eyes. <laughs> yep. Werewolf Mads Mikkelsen. Just happy to be here. <laughs> As it, did, it did just make me think of all the OGT films I now have on physical media. Because hmm. I have things. Obviously. I have this. Uh-huh. I think I have um, Surf Ninjas somewhere. Oh, okay. I think I ended up with a copy. Of- I do. I can see it from here. I've got Surf Ninjas. And you purchased that after we recorded. Yes, I did. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> because we watched it on a dodgy stream that took 20 minutes to set up. So yes, oh, yeah, I decided PC to purchase Surf room. Ninjas later. Yep. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. To complete the 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 Ninjaverse set. <laughs> it's just the... <laughs> exactly. I will eventually get around to Three Ninjas and whatever the other one was. But <laughs> Chinatown, weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, it took a turn. We shouldn't have gotten Roman Polanski to direct the final instalment in the Surf Ninja trilogy. That was very much a retrospective win. But it's very interesting, the cross-section of our episodes that I find myself owning. And Guardians, thanks to my flatmate, Jack. <laughs> Merry Christmas, friend. <laughs> and you did friend in Thank you. air quotes. Thank you, comrade. <laughs> I have also bought you Guardians. <laughs> Excellent. This is the most state-approved Christmas yet. We need not report one another. To the Stasi. That's the uh, that's the Boxing Day tradition. Aww. Podcast that will fly its favourite band to anywhere in the world that it's having its orgy. I'm Paul Shewolf. Shewolf. I'm Stefan Crosco. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you are. <laughs> Nobody can take that away from you, no matter how many dogs you have to wank off for that pocket change. Don't don't let my demeanour or accent fool you. It's definitely, definitely my name. <laughs> oh god, the balls are the, the balls. The balls, the balls are, are back in control. The balls are back. And the balls are back. The balls are back in control of their own destiny, and that tends not to go well. Uh, Case in point, the first thing we're going to do is bloody well fling ourselves down the history hole. Ah. Uh. Now, ever since we finished our heroic journey into the distant past of terrible movies, Mm. we have had a rather good run of things in our second go. Yeah, Um, it's been pretty good. Like, we did did the academic stuff first time around. Yes, we've seen more <laughs> like women Howard of the Duck. Yeah, <laughs> this this time it's just for us, baby. Yeah, we had Trolls Two and Things, and now we're hoping for an equally transcendent experience with Philippe Mora's 1985 horror sequel, Howling Two: Your Sister Is a Werewolf. <laughs> oh no, that 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 caused me upon reading it to call my family and inquire about my sister and if we had a sister. <laughs> oh, you're calling the film a liar, then, are you, mother? <laughs> we shall speak more on this. 
then you ha- you strode out of the house with the phone. Would Sybil Danning lie to you to us? <laughs> yeah. After everything we've done for certainly her. Certainly not. Speaking of whom, this is also known as Howling Two, Sturber, Werewolf Bitch. Oh, okay. That one's better. I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it, Paul. But I just know. I just feel like that's the one I'm going to spend my Friday night cinema tickets on. That's why I get tickets and then I go and spend them on a movie. That's how things work in communist Lewisham. It's the rocky, shocking new wave of horror. Howling 2. It's not over. Ah, the rocking, shocking new wave of horror ran the tagline. (laughs) Rocking and shocking. I was was rocked, Paul. I was rocked, I was shocked, I was a new wave. I'm yet to stop, and I'm scared. (laughs) And I, for one, am happy to stand for this. (laughs) Oh god, well, I have seen the first Howling once about ten years ago. Oh, well done. That film was directed by Gremlins director Joe Dante, and was good. Uh, Menacing. Funny and some really good special effects. Uh, some of which that was you get to see for in that this. One. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. All right. It's a bit defensive, uh, Dante. <laughs> you need to relax a bit. And now this. Yeah. Well, Philippe Mora wasn't a bad choice of director. He was born in Paris. Ooh. Raised Ooh. in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus. Jesus so Christ. Came to set covered in the stings of a million bees. <laughs> Heroin dripping off his shoes. He was a hell of a guy. With a very convincing uh, story as to why he needed that dollar. <laughs> he had already directed the movies Mad Dog Morgan, The Beast Within, The Return of Captain Invincible, and A Breed Apart. Okay. That first one was a documentary about Morgan Freeman, I imagine. <laughs> Mad Dog Morgan, as he tears his way across Hollywood. <laughs> Nothing is left intact. Nothing can stop him. <laughs> Least of all this film. Michael Caine That's had why a... none of you have heard it before. Michael Caine had a go and, you know, torn in twain. Uh, <laughs> torn it twain. Torn it twain. Torn in Shania Twain. And Jesus. Yeah, Mora Mora released two movies last year and has seven films in production, so <laughs> okay. this is still very much happening to us all. He's he, he's very much very very much. He's very much our Woody Allen, isn't he? Very much. Since ever since Woody Absolutely. Allen stopped beca- stopped being our Woody Allen. <laughs> Yes, now he's the he's he's the new prolific genius. When Rob Hill asked Mora why he directed the film for his bad movie Bible book, Mora hmm. said, It was offered to me as a directing job and my wife needed a car. There we go. So there you are. Yeah. That's the that's the the haunting uh, nug that sort of took root in his heart and grew into this film. Yeah. That the Howling Two was a synergistic campaign. Uh, <laughs> hoping to engage all external and internal shareholders. Sure, we're right it was. Now, there are actually eight Howling movies in total, so it could be a good Halloween app in 2032 Ooh, or something. I hope not, yeah, because th- three of them, Paul. <laughs> I did realise there were many, because three of them are on um, Apple TV as I was looking for this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Howling, The Howling 3, and The Howling 4. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Thanks, Apple. Thanks, Apple. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, at least they fucking had some of them. Yeah, least, that's at, true. At least he had enough least... to get my hopes up. <laughs> Give you a moment of joy. Oh, God, before you went ahead and also bought the Arrow Blu-ray. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> this is the only sequel to directly follow up on the previous film, unlucky for us. Uh, <laughs> though it does ignore the small detail that the previous film ended with a woman turning into werewolf on live TV. Live TV, crucially. It doesn't ignore that. There's a scene in this one. There's a scene. That. Yeah. Yeah, in which a um, pre-recorded video that was destroyed before its release was uh, is shown. Oh. But it was live TV beforehand. I I, I see. I assumed it was live because it was a news show. 
Yeah, exactly. It, it seems super live, but yeah. then why doesn't everyone know that werewolves are real? Because it's like, nobody Paul. was supposed to see this. Oh, well, <laughs> how did how did you? Look, Paul, we've seen some pretty, what we previously believed to be actual footage of atrocities. And Christopher Lee comes on and goes, no one was supposed to see this. And everyone went, oh, it's fake then, obviously. (laughs) Because that man has no credibility. Uh, Take take Uh. your PCP, which I have placed under all of your seats. And then we took it and then we, we just came to and it was today. You're going to see some shit now. Now, the author of the original book mm. didn't like the 1981 original film and so signed up to work on this one. How'd that go, Chief? How'd that go, Stephen King? <laughs> this is much more in keeping with my vision and my <laughs> artistic sensibilities. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> says every werewolf. <laughs> every werewolf's a car and they suck blood. Now, according to the book Showgirls, Teen Wolves, and Astro Zombies by Michael Adams, actors Red Brown and Annie McEnroe were so bad in their roles that veteran Christopher Lee acted offset in a manner as if wishing himself away. What? <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> I think that maybe Michael Adams was given some of Christopher Lee's magical LSD. <laughs> that he took to get through this life on this plane. Oh, God, he got through it really well. The film was shot in then-Soviet-controlled, then-Prague, still Prague, and the production was apparently signed, assigned a government... <laughs> awesome, Paul. <laughs> was apparently assigned a government-assigned director. <laughs> it wasn't even a director! What were you doing when you were writing this, you moron? Were you talking to me? <laughs> Just moments ago. Yeah. He was assigned a government stooge who had to okay. overwatch the entire thing. And apparently, and this is another quote from Adam's book, but it's surprisingly coherent for him. <laughs> Mora had to literally import trash from America to clutter the clean communist streets. Oh, yes, yeah. Sure. I've heard that. So efficient. Sure, yeah. 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 <laughs> Such good services everywhere. It's, it's, it's funny because I did write, um, meanwhile, back in communist Russia uh, here, because this film is made <laughs> four years before the Berlin Wall comes down. And it does yeah, feel yeah. like what an American thinks all of Eastern Europe would be like. <laughs> all Americans, you heard me. Another story from the set is that they put out a casting call for punks and 1,000 punks arrived. <laughs> and the uh, local authorities told them that they could finish the scene, but they would then have to leave in groups of no more than three. <laughs> so... Punk. That's a very interesting evening on the night buses. Also, I enjoy the idea that in in a communist state, um, <laughs> exactly one thousand punks would arrive, no more, no less. <laughs> the government-sanctioned number of punks arrived at the scene. <laughs> Two hundred and fifty to a carriage. God, uh, liberal democracies could only fucking dream of that kind of efficiency. <sighs> Speaking of um, the excesses of a liberal democracy, critics reacted to this film like a non-hairy body at their orgy. Oh, oh you spoiled God. it. Like they didn't even realise communism was the, the way forward. Absolutely. And one of those people is Roger Ebert at the Chicago Sun-Times, <laughs> he says. I know. Uh, oh, I did write a thing about him being a, oh. a vicious badass. <laughs> oh, well. Just... Shot a dog in the face just to feel. <laughs> Roger Ebert. <laughs> it's his dog. He loved that dog. <laughs> and he did feel. And that's how he knew he was saved. <laughs> Roger he laughed, laughed hysterically. Uh, the heroes get involved in the strange rituals of the cult of Sturber, although the rituals, like the rest of the movie, are impenetrable and amazingly inept. I have to, con- I have to concede that no one presides over a ritual quite as well as Sybil Danning. Oh, yeah. Well, well there nice. you go. At least one Sybil's getting getting praise. <laughs> you can do one at a time. Uh, they chose Sybil Danning. It feels very unfair, but <laughs> oh, I respect it. Number of times Sybil Shepherd's agent came in with the, with the newspapers again. Oh, oh, you know what I've done again. This Danning is talk of the town. <laughs> not not Shepherd, you. I can't believe it. Long Last Love was ten years ago. 
the public were also exploding out of their eyes about the movie. Pete Hendry on Google said, I love werewolf films, but this definitely isn't a good werewolf film. <laughs> but I do love uh, it, because I said. <laughs> I love the entire genre, although I have to concede that I love a l- few of them just a little more than I ought to. Wink, and he, he runs away. Takes his cock out. It was a terrible man. <laughs> his cock was out the whole time. Oh, God, that was horrible, that bit. It was out the whole that. time, and you didn't realise, so he mimed taking it out again. <laughs> An impenetrable and amazing man. <laughs> Roger Ebert still. Mustache yeah. falls off. <laughs> just the one Freeman, uh, <laughs> just the one person who's been in any of our other movies, actually, and it's Christopher Lee. Aw. Oh, free to a man. Free in a bush. Free. Well, that's something. Yeah. He was in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Oh, of course about. he was. Forgot about that. Yeah. To be fair, he was in those. Yeah, he was in those and they're bad. Yeah, that's true. The film has 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. Apparently didn't do as well as its predecessor financially. Oh. But sexually, also not quite as well. It's a very saucy film, that Joe Dante film. Ah, okay, I can, uh, I can believe that. You've seen Gremlins. You've seen that old lady get thrown through a window. <laughs> you know how saucy Joe Dante can get. But I haven't seen Gremlins, Paul. I'm going to tell you right now. Fuck me. Well, yeah. next Christmas, you're coming here, son. <laughs> so, Paul, you... I didn't write that bit. Paul, you... S- werewolf bitch. Um, I didn't I didn't write a response to it either, so I'm just going <laughs> to... Stefan Crosco. <laughs> What's one thing about The Howling 2 that made you wish your life had a Christopher Lee voiceover? My first note. <laughs> <laughs> something, something, something. Uh, well, 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 Paul. Uh, Simon Cox got on in this one and uh, projected Christopher Lee across space and time for us. Um, yes, to... it starts with his voiceover, but yeah. then it's just like, oh no, here he is. Yeah, here he is, as big as the night sky, <laughs> and he's got um, a skeleton. Ah, ah, yeah, half of one. Ah. Oh, now look, he looks happy to be here. Uh, and <laughs> that's and, and, all and... one does. <laughs> And Christopher Lee has some things to say, and he sa- he says them in his Christopher Lee voice, and I've oh, always yeah. told him he should use that, and I'm glad that he finally started now. And I saw her sit upon a hairy beast, and she held forth a golden chalice full of the filthiness of her fornications. We start in LA. What? Where's that? Well, I don't understand. The City of Angels. Oh! City of the Angels. Paul. Thanks, second subtitle. <laughs> yes. Did it actually say of the angels? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Good, good subtitling. Yeah. But it may um, not be LA. It may be Shropshire, where everyone <laughs> is played by an English man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, because we're at a funeral. We're at the funeral of the chick yeah. from the last movie, and the priest is there. Oh mm. my God, I trust in thee. Oh, okay, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I trust in thee. I thought you'd go in a different direction yeah. with that, Father. All right, Jesus. Christ, our saviour. Right. <laughs> and he says, what a shame for this lady to be horrifically murdered. <laughs> she's beyond help now. Just to be clear, there's nothing we can do to bring her back. She's gone. Bitch gone. But she's, we're joined here by her six foot three brother, Red Brown. Excellent action movie actor. Yeah. Red Brown is here. <laughs> and a colleague who's... of hers, Marcy from Married with Children. Ah, whose who's acquaintance is the subject of this funeral. She was horribly murdered. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> horribly um, dead. What a crime. And yeah. uh, and then Christ- Christopher Lee in the back saying, Amen. Yeah. Uh, louder than louder <laughs> than the universe exploding into life, Paul. Amen. 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 And he's going to comfort Red Brown after that horrible funeral by that dreadful yeah. priest. 
And uh, yeah. yeah, it's just going to say your sister's a werewolf. Here, take my card. Fuck you. But okay, we'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Look, that is fair. I didn't read the room. It's raised to take cards when they're offered. <laughs> I was going to say, I was too busy reading Lord of the Rings again. <laughs> God bless him. He's an occult investigator, and there's just no need to print yeah. that on his card because you can just fucking look at him. Yeah. <laughs> and his name's Stefan, Stefan <laughs> Crosco. Hello, I'm Stefan Costco. Yeah, Jesus that's Christ, yeah. That's the problem with a name that sounds like Costco. <laughs> I'm Barry Bazda. <laughs> I need to exercise this child with my assistant. Terry Waitrose. Did you did you come up with No, I didn't. <laughs> Tesco oh, man. Oh god. Well, there's no time for any more of this funeral. We've got to cut to a very interesting music concert and it's uh it's the 1980s, so this could literally be anything. It it looks <laughs> like punk. Yeah. But that guy's got a guitar. <laughs> Yeah, they are playing every genre. <laughs> it's blending, Paul. I love it. <laughs> it's 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 the eighties. It's all about understanding. And um, yeah, I think about Blade briefly. Oh and yeah. And then um, oh, Paul, there's a, a there's werewolf a... in there, and she yes. meets some some definitely American men uh, <laughs> dressed up all in dem- denims and leathers, and they're all, they're all mean. Yeah, she want to do some sex. She captures some idiots. Lee was also there, by the way, which made my day. Oh, with his with his special concert glasses. <laughs> You must yes. wear these to enter the concert, Mr. Lee. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, and then she takes them to a warehouse where she kills them in a music video. Oh, um, shit, but it's W-E-R-E house. <laughs> oh, no, a warehouse. <laughs> Fuck. I love it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, meanwhile, Brother Red Brown and Dead Girl's colleague decide to visit Lee and his lair, his mm. lead lair. Um, and he explains <laughs> your sister is a werewolf and she arranged her own murder. Look, I have this videotape. Well, they are acknowledging the end of the last movie, just pretending it wasn't live. Yeah. And also, what about all the fucking people in the room who saw it happen? All dead. <laughs> by their own by hand. By mine hand. By mine hand. <laughs> by, by your hand. Really? Yes. Mm. <laughs> it, look, that that's clearly fake. That's not my sister. It's, so, it's an only okay special effect. <laughs> no, that's, that's reality, I assure you. Also, do you recognize this woman? And he holds up a very professional looking marquee he's had made of this woman. Yeah. With four paintings and like a thing. And some tour dates at the bottom. <laughs> no. She's a, this is the new, this is new wolf punk uh, woman. And she's immune to silver bullets, uh, but will later be killed by bullets. You need titanium bullets. That's a crucial detail that's different for a very important reason. Oh. And tonight she's going to return to Karen's body in order to raise her from the dead. This is a videotape of Karen White's last news broadcast. Tonight they will return to Karen's grave for her body. Oh shit! And um, yeah, the the, the, pro- the problem is, Paul, when like prosthetics in world is fine. Like, yeah. you, the, the fiction of the world, you go, wow, prosthetics, this is great. But when you're watching a video of somebody in prosthetics getting shot, yeah. um, you think, well, they can't possibly believe that because it's a woman wearing a, a werewolf head. Um, <laughs> the head of the werewolves is Sturber, and it's her 10,000th birthday soon. Oh, shit. Uh, which will make all of the werewolves in the world reveal themselves. Well, that, mm. that sounds ideal, right? That sounds better than what we have now. No, it's not. <laughs> oh. Take the PCP right. under your seat. <laughs> I've doubled the strength. better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> Little old me. Oh god. So Lee wants to stake his sister now because um he really wasn't trained in werewolves. This is all quite new to him. But I imagine a stake would work. It works with most things. I've retrained. Um 
everybody comes to the cemetery. Uh, Lee comes in order to stop Karen. <laughs> uh, brother, uh, brother Brown and um, Marcy from Marriage yeah. of Children come to confront mm-hmm. Lee about what he's planning to do to Karen's yep. body. And also Wolfpunk is on her way to just kind of yeah. be about a bit. Hello, she says. Um, Hello, just hanging about. I need two more on. lines to get a supporting cast pay. Yeah, the br- the brother and uh, brother and Marcy from Married with Children come in and uh, they yeah. see Lee about to stake Karen to to fucking oblivion, yeah. mate. And and they say don't. And then werewolves spring out immediately. He says, "What are you doing? <laughs> I- I'm staking your sister. Remember, we had a lengthy conversation about this earlier. Pretty sure I told you. I can't you. believe you've forgotten." <laughs> I can't believe it. Jesus. Yes, werewolves attack immediately. There are two werewolves. Oh, wait, who the fuck is that? Huh? Okay, th- three then. Two and a half. Anyway, it's tricky because they only have one bit of footage of a werewolf getting shot and they just keep using it. And it just keeps <laughs> cutting back to Christopher Lee looking shocked. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-oh. The half vampire gets got, so they mm. find out that Sturber is in the dark country, Czechoslovakia, or <laughs> as they call it in this, Transylvania. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Good enough. Uh- and I went, <laughs> and then um, I'm pretty sure that's when we cut to two tight German asses. <laughs> Not yet. Although Aww. I think we, we probably can because Punk Werewolf is also coming to Czechoslovakia in order to meet with Sturber for a 10,000th. And uh, it already feels like we're giving up to the climax. But yes, yeah, sorry, we do cut. And there are a couple of butts. Yeah, I think we need to cut right to the climax sometimes, Paul. I think we <laughs> earned it. I think so. Look, there's, a, there's a couple of butts. There's still about 40 minutes to go. Um, there's a couple <laughs> of tight German asses in, yeah. um, in tight German pants. Mm. And, um, and the twist is they're both men, so it's fine for me to say that. And um, they, they catch a ride with, um, yeah. with, a, with a driver in a truck. Twist is, trucks full of bloody werewolves, Bloody isn't it? werewolves out back. He didn't mention that. He didn't yeah. mention it at all. He deceived them. And that's 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 Hitchhiker's Code. You're supposed to tell somebody <laughs> if you've got a van full of werewolves. And he didn't. Vampires, so, no, but werewolves, yes. So they both died. Uh, meanwhile, at yeah. the castle, um, they're having a big ritual in order to suck the beauty out of a young lass that they've acquired oh, no. from the town. Uh, in order to regenerate... The beauty's all the young have, Paul. I know that, and hope for the future, and she takes that too. And it's unbelievable. And yeah, that allows Sturber, uh, the she-werewolf, to regenerate into a mighty Sybil Danning. <laughs> yes. Arr. And um, and and this... this uh... Now, Paul, is this before or after the, the, the great sex scene? Well, it's it's kind of amongst. The, the great sex scene <laughs> is kind of everything that happens at the werewolf castle for the next 40 minutes. Mm. But she is led to the back room um, mm-hmm. where the punk werewolf comes in. Not wearing that corset correctly, I don't think. It looks rather painful, the way it's supporting her. <laughs> no, that sounds like she's wearing it correctly, Paul. <laughs> I'm not quite sure the boob is meant to be at a sort of 45 degree angle with your top chest. Nevertheless, it's but all... But you are definitely meant to be in pain. <laughs> so wonderful thing. It's a wonderful, wonderful um, thing. And yes, they all fuck. And, and it's it's not to worry about the sex scene going on for the next 40 minutes oh, or I'm the next sort of seven hours of real time. Because... <laughs> Because in Eastern Europe, Paul, meanwhile, back in uh, communist Russia, it's carnival <laughs> and uh, they're not allowed to stop dancing, not once. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that, that is actually after um, they arrive in, in Transylvania and they're on their way to the villager. <laughs> and, um, yeah. The villagers have set a wolfy trap in the road, uh, which they managed to thwart just, you know, using Christopher Lee's help. It's a good opportunity to split mm. up, I think. And uh, <laughs> immediately our heroes encounter another werewolf and nearly die. <laughs> uh, yeah. Back at the orgy, everybody's hairy now. Good time for my yeah. flatmate to return from his walk. <laughs> he literally says, oh, it's one of those films. <laughs> Being only too familiar with our brand now. <laughs> yeah, when I told Nell about this movie, she she did. Her eyes said a similar thing. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to like this one, am I? 
No, probably not. Uh, but yes, there is a folk festival going on in town. If you look carefully, you can see Brad Pitt keeping a low profile in the yeah. back. So our heroes, our absolute heroes, check into a hotel. Hey, is there a fair going on? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Always like this. Yeah, they're insane. Very sarcastic in, in communist, uh, <laughs> communist countries. It's all they have in many ways. I'm scared, says Marcy from Married with Children. Well, yeah. I don't know about you lads, but I like to wait until my woman is terrified before I put the moves on her. And uh, it works for <laughs> works for Action it's, McMahon as well. And they do a yeah, sex. Yeah, it's the Matnam. It's the Matnamara way. Yeah. Um, oh, take them to room 666. You don't have 667 rooms. No, I agree. <laughs> that, no, you're absolutely right, mate. Is that enough? Is that enough for a scene? Brother Reb is too boring to believe in anything, and it would be effeminate to do so. But he can, as you say, as you correctly identify, bang, um, Marcy for a bit. Yeah. But those sleazy foreign werewolves can smell gratuitous sex scenes. Yeah, and they, 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 try, and, they try and get fuck on right in the street, but... Um... <laughs> Not when there are Westerners about. Yeah. Well, Gerard Depardieu appears and tries to get their attention, but he's short, so our heroes rightly are slow to trust him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as well, all viewers. Um... (laughs) Yeah, Depardieu actually works for Lee, who has assembled a cadre, an elite team of mighty warriors to defeat the terrible beasts. There's old man priest, this guy in cloth cap, (laughs) and this guy with pitchfork. (laughs) And yeah, they have finally assembled. There are ten, 10 years of cinema, Paul, uh, leading up to this moment. And, oh, God, Paul, it's everything you wanted, you know. You should have seen um, Cloth Cap Guy's independent movie. It was, uh, four. It was easily the most sexual of the bunch. Yeah. Just just powerfully disappointing in every sense. And um, you can't yeah. watch The Howling 2 without having seen that. So, well, they kind of split up at this stage. Marcy and Red Brown go and watch a saucy puppet show. Uh, but it doesn't yeah. turn on Marcy as much as it should. As it, you know, uh, definitely should. Just going to scare us some more. Um, <laughs> well, some people are in the mood because the werewolf orgy is still definitely going on. Yeah. And we intercut that with a scene of Red Brown and R- Marcy Darcy uh, reading a dictionary together in bed. Aw. Mm. Aw. See, that's the kind of moment that keeps a relationship lasting for an eternity. Because <laughs> you think of all the, the wonderful words that you could use to describe <laughs> that, that scene. Oh. Because, Aww. you know, it's, anyone can be happy in an orgy. Literally anyone. But yeah. it's, it's, you know, the quiet moments. That's where, that's where you find yeah. contentment. You know what's difficult, Paul, is admitting that you're sad in an orgy. Yeah. And, and, and being vulnerable in an orgy, you know. Just yeah, being, exactly. Just to admit that the real gaping asshole is in your heart. Yeah. And, you know, just trying to clench it closed <laughs> whilst the air whistles out. But you can't because the world's slid in some sort of apparatus to expand it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, some some sort of metaphorical yeah. gaper. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but, but a gaper all the same. Anyway, and, I just see yeah. Nell behind you, just um, doing whatever it is she's up to. <laughs> she doesn't have any meetings today. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, so so the finale. <laughs> well, the next day, everybody's lightened up a bit, having a bit of a dance, and splitting up for no mm. reason, which is what I like to do when I'm mm. happy. Um, <laughs> Reb spots Punk Wolf and Sturba's Concubine, a guy I meant to come up with a nickname for later, but it's very distinctive. And it maddened me that I couldn't name him. The guy with a very notable face. I thought about Vladimir Putin, but it's not quite right. Is that the one I put for uh, Mads Mikkelsen for? Oh, maybe. He's, he's, got, he does like, a lot he's got an interesting wolf cap. Wolf yes. Yeah. I think it might be Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, uh, yeah, what he says to each other, Christopher Lee is here. How do you know? Well, he's there. Oh, yeah. Oh. Shit. Jesus. I thought he'd be laying low, but you're right. There he is. Yeah. Stefan, uh, is that you? <laughs> Sturber has meanwhile changed into an excellent outfit. Um, and stands dramatically next to a stuffed wolf. 
and <laughs> Depardieu and Reb decide to break into the gu- into the castle. Hmm. They learn nothing new and then run away. <laughs> but um, Depardieu uh, meets yep. the beginning of his bleak end, Paul. He's <laughs> he's he's prolonged bleak end. <laughs> yes, chapter one. He's ensnared by t- t- werewolf and um. Yep. He loses his two f- earplugs that he's they yeah, need to jam into their ears. That's it. They fall so out they of his ears. can't hear the words of Sybil Downing. Um, and, and wolfy ex-model Sybil Downing has, <laughs> sing, sings her song of, of edging. And, um, A sixpence. And, and Depardieu goes, oh, what? You want me to explode my eyes out and have them gush everywhere and then go and try to kill Christopher Lee? All right, then. Because it, it's you. <laughs> that's, that's not what I said. Well, until it... <laughs> I wanted a cup of tea. It's a biscuit. <laughs> Some you good eat, ones. You see how he made the mistake there. So, um, meanwhile, <laughs> I've done that before. Fucking Marcy yeah. from Married to Children is being led into the woods and says, "Hang on a minute, this isn't the way to the hotel. <laughs> You're in the town square." Is the D is the DMZ in Berlin? She gets got by um, the person who was meant to be their guide, and then oh no! But meanwhile, Christopher Lee gets tripped by the zombie Depardieu. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Well, he thinks it's a child, so he screams in its face for a while. <laughs> And, uh, and and then realises it was old friend. Yeah. And then um, he throws him out a window and he falls onto a bunch of spikes. <laughs> that was the best bit. Yeah, it was very good. Then, uh, yes, there's a time for a tooling up montage with their ultimate weapons. Bottles of liquid. <laughs> the Holy Grail. Uh, and an old tiny gun. That song that that band was playing earlier, the, the every genre band, yep. that's on again. Yep, the, the band has been flown out from LA to <laughs> score the orgy that the werewolves are having. Which is great. Should have waited for them to write more than one song, but um, <laughs> because you go to a gig, you just assume a band has more than one song. <laughs> no, I, I love that. Play that song again. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we have to. We're up here for forty minutes. We're, we're gonna one play song, it again. Yeah. It says out the band's name, like eighties guys. Parenthesis: We have one song. <laughs> it wasn't a clever so- name. <laughs> So they break into the, the, the place again, <sighs> and uh, it's going to be tricky now, because uh, they're going to be surrounded by werewolves, and they seem to have trouble spotting them, even when they just kind of stand out in the open. <laughs> so they're outgunned, and uh, yeah, they kill most of them, yeah. uh, but they have lost one of their old dudes, yeah. and they lose another one in a wolf trap. So they're down to an old dude, the old yeah. priest, and then Red Brown and Christopher Lee. Old priesty McGammonies. Uh. Christopher Lee, yeah, and uh, <laughs> whichever one the shirt color is from Star Trek that dies. <laughs> well, indeed, and, and this is the best time to split up, definitely. So, priest guy finds Sturber. I've got yeah. a pretty good feeling about this going well. <laughs> but um, oh shit, he gets taken out by Danning's little bat friend, and oh, that's obviously a prosthetic head. This is gonna be good. Yep. Oh, like it was gross. Oh. It was still disgusting, and I still felt sick. But <laughs> but we didn't need the whole head, man. Yeah, Jesus. How have a prosthetic oh. tit. <laughs> Red Brown, meanwhile, manages to take out the, uh, what did you call him? Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. Mm. Um, who, his name does sound like Blurg. <laughs> Based on what yes. punk werewolf was saying. Um, yeah, you're, you're right there. I did, uh, <laughs> I did pick up on that. I was kind of numb punk- at the moment, at the time, so I didn't write it down. <laughs> but I do remember it now. Thank you. Punk Werewolf is also taken out with a good old-fashioned oh, no. shotgun. Fuck yeah. Danning changes into a way less cool outfit and faces Lee with some amazing special effects, and she seduces him. But then they're mm. both on fire. Take that, Sybil Danning. Yeah, Christ. That's what you get. That's prosthetic head guy again. Oh, shit, there we go. That's why they did that. <laughs> a tiny bat escapes out of his entire face. <laughs> Yay. I'm glad they set that up earlier so you wouldn't be shocked by how rubbish his face looks now. 
Rubbish but better, definitely. Uh, and, and, and and I was going to say Stuart Lee. Uh, Christopher Lee. <laughs> Stuart yeah. Lee comes on and everyone goes, oh, Christopher Lee's let himself go. And, um, <laughs> and Christopher Lee goes, no, idiots, it's, I, I'm me. I'm, I'm not ensnared by the vampire's wily ways. I'm a werewolf. What? And then he stabs her. <laughs> he stabs her and they both die because yeah. they burn to death. Uh, Red Brown and Marcy run back to town and pull a gun on a violinist for no reason. <laughs> no reason at all. Jesus. Pretty sure he was about to change. Pretty sure. And just like that, we're in the epilogue. Yeah. There's a uh, weird fucking kid trick-or-treating. Trick-or-treat! I love costume, kid. Best investigate that. Uh, maybe belongs to the neighbour. Knock on the door here. Were your neighbours, uh, your child just knocked on our door? My child. Yeah, a kid in a wolf outfit. But I have no child. I am not married. I am a bachelor and live alone. Oh, a very creepy man's opened the door. I huh. wonder what that's all about. Anyway, ben, the band play the song that they know, and that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> Roger Ebert gives away the fact that he left before the credits because he said in his review that Danning's um, topless scene is repeated twice in the end credits. Thereby giving the film its second and third interesting moments, which is a very sassy line from Roger Ebert. Mm. Um, but no, they're not. it's not repeated twice. It's repeated 17 times. <laughs> wow. Okay, he thought... An incredible montage. He'd he'd seen it thrice. And <laughs> and he thought, do you know what? I've had my fill. And, I'm done. And, and do you know what, Paul? I had my fill at the one because uh, I switched off as soon as the credits hit. And uh, I have not seen the montage and nothing you, you can say or do is going to make me do that right now. I see. <laughs> it was a pretty amazing montage because they set it as a music video. But uh... just with this recurring element of her whipping her top off. Sometimes twice in a row. <laughs> It was ridiculous. Oh, Christ. So what did you make of Howling 2, the she-bitch? It was an interesting mix, Paul. <laughs> because I, I wouldn't say it was consistently funny. Mm. Um, and and it, it kept my attention more than I was expecting it to. Cool. Um, and I put that down to just good sort of setting and ambience. Mm. Yes. Um. And yet, <laughs> I I was also <laughs> I mean I was also quite bored for <laughs> some of it I would say um, impressive for a ninety minute <sighs> movie to have such valleys yeah I I, I would say so <laughs> um, I could put it down to being tired mm. maybe maybe I will do that <laughs> but it was I don't know I just had to pitch it somewhere in the middle of all the all the films we've seen it had some really <laughs> fun moments and some some really good gore yeah and Christopher Lee is always oh, great. Yeah. Um, he alone isn't, you know, justification mm. enough for watching a movie. I think. Okay. I, I guess it had just enough camp in mm. it to to keep me keep me on its side. Yeah. But I was sort. Of, I think at the same time as that, I was just fighting a numbness in my head no. of um of being a little uninvested. That's a shame. That's a shame because I yeah. I must say I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this one. Okay. Um, pretty much okay. everything, like everything I can think of, from like beginning to end of this movie, is just 
something entertaining is going on, whether we're back in LA mm. with this ridiculous funeral with Christopher Lee and these two snarling werewolves just hissing at people randomly. Yeah. And then we cut to the club with this ridiculous band playing and yeah. <laughs> these surreal images and the, the, the lady werewolf who's not Sturber, the punk werewolf, she's a mm. lot of fun. She's enjoying herself during this yeah. movie. And then we have the ridiculous, um, the word ridiculous is going to get used a lot here, the massacre yeah. of those very clearly not American guys in the um, in the warehouse. Um, <laughs> yeah. With some, yeah, really fun moments of gore, but otherwise just moments of, hi, camp, this feels like a movie that knows what it is. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless still manages to make some baffling decisions. The constancy of the uh, fair in the little Russian town, uh, the Czechoslovakian yeah. town, the fact that it's always there and that there are figures always dancing. And then God, so combined with the unending nature of the orgy and the vampire in the werewolf. Yeah. It is a vampire story. This is clearly a vampire story. They've clumsily refitted to yeah. have werewolves in it because there's very little of werewolf lore in here. It very much feels like a vampire film. I yeah. mean, Transylvania for fuck's sake. Yeah. You know, this well, that's where they all hang out. Vampires. It is, but there's some really creative and, dumb decisions made some yeah. really interesting deaths uh silly performances for me the only real downer is reb brown in, as mm. our male lead because he is very dull yes and not quite bad enough at acting to be interesting like he's mm. just flat everything he says yeah. is flat you sick buddy my sister's dead it is our immortal soul which is in very grave danger i just buried my sister please leave me alone I can't. Call me. Please. Why don't you just get the hell out of here? Who is that man? I don't know. And that's a shame because everyone around him seems to be trying quite hard. Um, yes. And putting in very camp, sort of over-the-top performances. And I'm I'm trying to think of who was about in the 80s who might have been better. And it's just someone like Mitch Gaylord. or um, yeah. Oh, no, we complained that Mitch Gaylord was quite dull as well. Um, yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Some cult... Maybe John Saxon. He's very old for this role, but fuck it, you know? Put Brian Nancy's Bosworth dad. in there. Put Brian Bosworth... Fuck me. If you put Brian Bosworth <laughs> in there, you've made a you've made a hell of a film. <laughs> that would be incredible, yeah. yeah. Maybe, Someone maybe, more entertaining in the lead yeah. would have been nice. Maybe maybe for me, it was the fact that the performances... Like, the performances from the main three were either mm. good or bland. And they, they weren't mm. they weren't silly. And Chris, Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee never is never going to come across as camp to me because Christopher Lee is fucking majestic. <laughs> Have you and, heard his metal album? Um, <laughs> that's not. I've heard bits of it, and it just uh, it doesn't sound camp to me. It sounds like um, I don't know. It sounds regal. <laughs> um, that, that's what I love about Christopher Lee is that he brings yeah. this severity and this seriousness. Yeah. And I actually watched an interview with Sybil Danning on the Blu-ray, mm. and she said that she got a great piece of advice from Christopher Lee, which is mm. always always sort of do what makes sense to your character or you just believe mm. in your character. So even if he is sort of fighting a rubber bat or, yeah. you know, doing whatever ridiculous thing he's had to do in his career, acting on a green screen, yeah, his char- he always believes in his character yeah. and what they're going through. And in this, yeah. he is a supernatural investigator yeah. tasked with bringing down an incredibly dangerous werewolf. And that's yeah. exactly how he's going to play it. And there's something just a little bit joyful about the fact that he's willing to... Mm do this <laughs> oh yeah like it was it was incredibly joyful i really enjoyed mm. christopher lee's performance and his being in yeah. the movie it just never mm. registers as camp to me uh okay. because because he is so fucking great um <laughs> and i want him 
uh, to just to be clear about that. Um, so, so it's it's kind of so I, I think like I'm watching a Christopher Lee movie, and mm. even though he's mostly been in B movie weirdness, um, yes. I Chris, Christopher Lee represents like Shakespearean actor in the way he mm. holds himself, and you know he's yeah. a very very intelligent, very talented man. And um and then so like the the camp around it, is 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 so, it just creates such a weird, uh like conflict of experiences for me where I'm, yeah. I I see Christopher Lee and I and it's it's he's majestic and he's he's regal and mm. he's the most important thing happening on screen yeah. at any moment and then the 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 craziness of like the the dancing of people who are just like bopping like hopping around yeah. uh, like not even dancing anymore people just yeah. hopping around and uh, wearing the, those those huge like topy jug heads and yeah. and, 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 that... and whatnot and it's it's such a it's such an interesting mix that it didn't put me into yeah. the hysteria of of something mm. like you know um, things or beyond the seventh door Oh, sure. Where I would put this is somewhere alongside something like American Rickshaw, where it's just an entertaining yeah. cult movie. Yeah. It's not, you know, a revelation or anything. It's just a good laugh, as so yeah. many of these kind of yeah, sure. cheesy horror films of the 1980s were. I think it all, it all felt fairly congruent to me because that was just his character. You know, he was yeah. the stern supernatural guy who has come to try mm. and impose some Christian values on the madness mm. that he is witnessing. And so what was fun is seeing how the filmmakers decided to render excess, Mm. you know, a perverted uh, foreign town. How are we Mm. going to put that together? And it's just people in paper mache heads having a bit of a fair, you know, and then the werewolf orgy as well. It it felt suitable, a sort of Victorian gentleman being appalled by all of these, the nonsense around him. I guess I just, you know, Donald Pleasance is more ridiculous to me than Christopher Lee. Oh, sure. As an, yeah, as well, an entity. He gets a shout on, you know, and that's yeah. always good fun. But I was yeah. I was on board with Christopher Lee's uh, stoic sort yeah. of supernatural investigator. But um, look, we best yeah. move on to quick firing to get this uh, yeah, done in cool. time. But yeah. I, I think, are you implying that, are you implying in that that I didn't enjoy Christopher Lee? Or that I didn't enjoy because because I enjoy Christopher Lee and I enjoyed the campness. Yeah. It was just it just caused a weird sort of sure. dissonance in me. Okay, and I'm saying yeah. that I found it fairly congruent. I think that's all. We're okay, saying that. Are, you, are you saying that I don't love my mum? I actually am, and I'm saying Gosh. that you think everyone in the British Army is some sort of pussy. And I can't believe you're inferring this and what you're saying. Well, look, I'd, I'd like to deny, uh, you know, to disagree okay. with you there, Paul. But the implications there. It's there. It's <sighs> fine to hear, and I think you know you just got to read the files. So. Yeah. I'm also sorry to Goodman's mum, but not the British Army. Oh shit, now I'm. Oh, no! Oh, oh, oh shit! Oh, 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 oh. oh shit! Click that. I, I really like the opening credits music, Paul. Yeah. Uh, and it, I, I assume it didn't have the vocals at that point. Um, <laughs> but I assume that that was just the one song that this movie that had. That one song. Um, it may it had, well be, it, and I, it, I do love that song. Yeah, it had real <laughs> momentum. Um, it suggested yeah. it was going to be a movie about a streetwise cop. But, um,. <laughs> It, uh, but this was also fine. <laughs> Speaking of the credits, I really enjoyed the font that they were in. This yeah. sort of white font with red surround was, uh, yeah, very charming and suitable for this spooky Halloween movie. It felt like a Halloween movie. This is a good party movie to put on, I think. But yeah. just enough dull moments for people to chat through, and then every so often somebody's eyeballs explode out of their head. Yes. Yeah, it would have been nice if I'd have had a beer or a glass of wine or something with this. I always suggest you do that. Yeah, I just one of those people that I'm funnier when I've had... A drink it's some sort of inhibitant yeah it's the opposite it, or, or like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Uninhibitant>. <laughs> yeah. 
you need an inhibitant, mate. Tighten that corset. You get back into the gaping asshole stuff. (laughs) (laughs) By inhibitant, I mean some sort of metal ring I can pull around your sphincter. Um, Your emotional sphincter, obviously. Jesus, that will inhibit you. Yeah. Um, The little, the little, the old guy who becomes the old guy becomes a werewolf at the beginning. Yeah. And he has a. um, He's he's still wearing his hat. Uh, which yeah. is which is great, but when he's still a human, he does this little like foot swipe thing. That's like a you know suggests <laughs> that obviously he's going to be a werewolf because he's got like that animalistic <laughs> tendency to scrape at the ground. I quite like that. And the bit where he's scratching his ear with his bat leg. Yeah, yeah, there's that too. Hang on a minute. And he goes, "I'm a werewolf." Oh, ooh. It's like, all right, mate. Yeah, all right. Then then later on, it's like, oh my god, I never would have guessed. Magical. Oh, so he's told, he says, your sister's a vampire. And he says, that's bullshit. Cut to her screaming in her coffin, cut to Grot concert. Like, mm. it's that quick. He said your sister is a werewolf. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> and it's just a little insert, and I really enjoyed it. It was uh, jazzy and kind of punky, and I enjoyed that. I found that haunting. <laughs> it was. Her... Just being trapped in a coffin. Yeah. Fucking terrifying. Yeah, it was. Even yeah. as Lady Werewolf. Even if the lady is a werewolf. <laughs> and I'll say this. The lady. And I don't care who knows it. I support the armed forces. And <laughs> if a werewolf's in a coffin pool, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> I also support the armed forces. If they want to all express an interest in same-sex relationships, and I think that's wonderful. Yeah, definitely. When, when uh, just after the funeral, when the brother... Mm. When Mitch Gaylord says, um, he's like, oh, what? I've just buried my sister. What are you trying to tell me? And Christopher Lee goes, I know that she is a werewolf. And there's a little sting, <laughs> which must be like the she is a werewolf like motif. And then he walks away. And it's not the, f- the only time in the movie that that happens. What do you know about the death of Karen White? I know that she is a werewolf. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. All right, Christopher Lee's at, a disc- at the disco, or whatever it is, the, <laughs> the, the thing that's going off, the party with the band. This is the disco you kids are enjoying nowadays, always <laughs> talking about the disco. A woman goes to put glass- sunglasses on him, and then he backs <laughs> away and takes the sunglasses and fits them very carefully himself, and then gives yeah. a smile to the woman afterwards as if to say, yes, thank you. <laughs> and then later on, it's just in a crowd scene wearing them. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> even like even that does... sunglasses. Yeah. Oh fuck! It's, it's very thin, like eighty style. Age, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that didn't like. It was fucking amazing, but my <laughs> campometer wasn't wasn't oh. wasn't screaming. Gotta take that campometer to the shop, mate. Yeah, it's knackered, <laughs> isn't it? You know, it's it's just that Christopher Lee looks fucking boss doing everything. <laughs> Can't help yeah, it. Yeah, that is that is an issue. The, when when the uh, definitely American um, goons go to the where, the warehouse with um, the the Lancaster warehouse, oh yeah, um, with with the with the werewolf, the uh, the le- one of the, the the leather man, the leather gang yeah. man, he says something incomprehensible, and then he laughs terribly. I've got, I can tell then... you exactly what he said because this is my next one, and I wrote it out in detail. <laughs> okay, perfect. You made Deacon mad. And he gets real nasty when he's mad. <laughs> he gets real nasty when he's mad. <laughs> and then something gets, gets lobbed yeah, at him. A fucking pole from screen right just flies in and donks him. And it's he's amazing. not even in focus at yeah. the time. It's so good. It's so unexpected. That was wonderful. I laughed very loudly. Yeah, that was my first very big laugh. Yeah. My first uh, VBL. When... <laughs> 
Well, I had a good VBL. Oh, no, not quite. But when a guy mm. gets his hand cut off yeah. um, and it's just lying on the floor, it twitches a bit. No, well, that was quite mm. good. Oh, like, oh I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was I like a that. little effect. Yeah. That, that was good. Yeah. I think I was tired, Paul. If I was if I was oh. less tired last night, I might have mm-hmm. um might have been yeah. I'll I'll retcon and I'll and I'll say I think I enjoyed it. It was just very tired. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It can happen. We'll just it can so, to the best we'll just cut out we'll cut out twenty minutes of the the discussion and just put that in and That'd be uh, good. <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. Absolutely, me just fine. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Um, that same scene actually the where when the werewolf paw comes in from screen left to grab the woman by the face oh, um, yeah. it's it's obviously just a dude in a werewolf <laughs> uh, costume it's a big yeah. beefy arm that like looks like a like a <laughs> like a big yeah. dude's arm like a fat dude's arm and it's just it's brilliant it had like yeah. real reeves and mortimer vibes oh throughout that entire werewolf scene there's some fairly disturbing moments of the punk werewolf just looking weirdly despondent in her werewolf gear and it keeps oh. cutting back to her there's oh yeah what's his name did cite new wave as an influence here and you do kind of get that feel there's yeah. sometimes some bizarre cuts mm. or like recurring images that aren't quite justified in what yeah, we're right. seeing on screen but just um, also happen. Very, kind of very, uh, very intriguing yeah. to me that he'd cite the French New Wave horror movement as uh, as an inspiration, despite the fact <laughs> that it was uh, hadn't come out for fifteen years. We must look into this. Oh no, that was the fr- new French. No, no, I'm pretty sure I know what he's talking about, Paul, and I think we need to investigate <laughs> yep, this fucking liar. Yeah, I just want to know what Jean Luc Godard was doing directing Inside. <laughs> L- lunatic. Fucking hell! Inside your ass. <laughs> That's a film he'd make. <laughs> Dans le anus. <laughs> Agnes Vada's Switchblade Romance. <laughs> there are many stages before man becomes a beast. <laughs> love, love you, Christopher <laughs> Lee. Fucking love you. That's the name of one of the tracks on his album. <laughs> um, <laughs> so two details from the um, the ritual in order to give Sybil Danning the youth of the uh, the woman. Mm. Uh, one of them is that we see a face get melted. And I'm not mm. sure why, but it's very Possessor mm. style. Okay. Just... Um, to see it like blasted and like the it kind of peels away and forms yeah. a chasm in the middle, and that was gross. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, when she leaves the corpse that she's just drained of youth, it's like this really horrible, like dried up little husk. Uh, yeah. During during this ritual, I do remember this sensation that things were happening quicker than I could write them down. Mm. So I'm sure there are more details that I like there, but I just didn't have time to uh to yeah put them down there. Yeah, fair. There's a lot going on, Paul. Tell you one thing that was on one thing that world. was going on. The sex scene en- ended in a rhomboid wipe, didn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, that's my next one. Actually, bizarre scene transitions. Like, there's quite a few. Yeah. Very weird wipes and transitions. I'm pretty sure they had a triangle wipe, and it was just very distracting and jarring. Um, yeah. It was wonderful. <laughs> <sighs> oh God. Uh, the puppet show was uh, yeah. very surreal when we see this puppet show, because it kept cutting to, like, the puppets on their own mm. against a blue background, like, head-turning. And it's mm. it's just a very surreal kind of impressionistic mm. uh, view of this puppet show in which details suddenly stand out and become significant. And again, very experimental in the way in which it was filmed. Oh. It's a very good-looking film, I think. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a moment I'll get on to later, actually, mm. uh, with that. But, yeah. I mean, one thing that looked fucking great, Paul Christopher Lee just standing <laughs> against the city, the nice city <laughs> skyline in a suit. Yeah! Dapper piece of shit. <laughs> He's a dapper dude. Fuck yeah. Dapper dick. No doubt. Yeah. Dapper dick dude. A DDD. After a few things, we we get a a title comes up saying the following afternoon. And we have not had any titles come (laughs) up since the opening. So just this random one indicating the following afternoon is great. (laughs) To do it only once in a movie is excellent. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, fuck me. The Black Knight shows up, Paul, mm. and uh, he's great. There's some some fucking dude in a helmet. It just oh, looks exactly like John Cleese's. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> there's a guy and outside he, with a helmet and a machine gun, and there's a guy yeah. in the orgy with, I think, the same helmet. <laughs> Two for one. I love it. Yeah, yeah. He was he was very none shall pass. Uh, it was wonderful. I love that, mate. Um, I have Sturber's outfit. This is Sybil Downing's mm. um leather with metal straps kind of thing. Mm. Um, which was very dominatrix, but also it had these gaps like around the thigh where so it wouldn't rub against mm. itself, and it looked like That's you could true. give yourself a nasty pinch if you sat mm. wrong, and it did not look very comfortable around the buttocks. Nevertheless, no, it did not. No, it did not. But nevertheless, it looked like a fucking boss outfit, and it's what I want to wear to my next orgy. Considering <laughs> they let your back being too oh, sexy. Jesus. So the eye bursting was a nice surprise. Oh, I loved it. It was so yeah. good because something was going to happen. They kept cutting back yeah. to the guy, and it was establishing yeah. a rhythm of things getting more and more intense. And yeah, yeah when when the eyes do just burst out of his head. Oh, it's Mm-mm. wonderful. Yeah, the music cuts out so you can properly appreciate the sound, <laughs> the oral adventure that that entails. <laughs> It was, and great. it's just a very bleak ending for that that, that guy, yeah. Fasila. <laughs> but uh, the yeah. surprise of him just getting fucking pushed out a window was great yeah. because you see him run to the window and you think, okay, but then to see it, to see a tiny man fly through a window and fall to the <laughs> yeah. ground, you think, oh, this movie's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not quite John C. McGinley's doll. Um, no, it's flying not. out of a window, but it's but it's very good. <laughs> Um, I've heard that there was a Wicker Man feel to the village that I quite enjoyed. Um, mm. Yeah, I enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed. Yeah, just the, the sinisterness of everyone smiling and being very nice and polite. And to, even right yeah. now, I don't know if they were all in on it, if they were all werewolves themselves or what. There's just yeah. something creepy about them all. I was like expecting, that. yeah, more of a culty, what? yeah, cult because... village, like a village cult thing to come out of it. But it well, the villagers kind of helped to set up the trap, you know, and on the road. Because all the villagers are gathered around saying, oh, no, you must help us. And then as soon as, you know, they're like, okay, let's get real close to her. They they ran the fuck away. So you want to get freaky? You want to get weird, (laughs) Professor? (laughs) Let's get nuts. (laughs) Oh, I'm crazy. (laughs) So the the, the death of the priest, as soon as his head turned into into a prosthetic, it looked disgusting for me. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, As soon as it was a prosthetic, you you, like it it looks janky, but it's, it's just. It's just gross immediately. Yeah. And then when when Stirba Stirba dies, the, the the little fucking bat that crawls yeah, out yeah. of his mouth is amazing. And I yeah, that was great. And again, another little like hidden thing. It's implied to die in the fire, I guess. But like, also mm. more evidence that this was meant to be a fucking vampire. But you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh god. When the when the um Gerard Depardieu is gonna go beat up a guard, uh, Red Brown is mm. there with him. And uh, I think he says, I'm going to go get that guard. And he says to him, what you, how are you going to do that? And he pulls out a knife. And Red Brown just says, mm. rock and roll. <laughs> the only rock line roll, he brother. said that made me happy in this movie. Aww. <laughs> Not a big Red but Brown But at least fan. he had one. He had one. God bless him. <laughs> Should have been the Matamaras in a, in a sharing the role. <laughs> <laughs> Werewolves, majestic animals. We're never wrong. <laughs> okay, my last one okay. is when... So when Steber is beckoning Christopher Lee to her... Mm. The 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 general like, ambience and the mood of that is great. It's very yeah. quiet and menacing, and there's some something about the quiet there that yeah, it, it builds up to the, the the moment of him stabbing her. Yeah, really yeah, well. yeah, it does. Yeah, um, yeah, it was yeah, really sinister I, I, I really like that moment. Excellent. Yeah. All right, let's have my last uh, nine. 
So <laughs> the two the two actors portraying the lesser werewolves just sort of stood over um, Sybil Downing's uh, shoulder, just yeah. kind of going, rawr, rawr, rawr. Yeah. <laughs> but with no prosthetics. This is just performance driven. Yeah. It was very good. I enjoyed that quite a bit. You've got to make, you've got to make people believe the performance, Paul. For this next one, we get to appreciate how my phone decided to not autocorrect me. Um, but there was mm-hmm. really good werewolf Trandolph Martin footage in the <laughs> transformation. <laughs> really good werewolf tra- uh, Trandolph Martin footage um, mm. that they used, which I assume is recycled from the first movie, which I think may have even benefited from a Savini. But there was uh, uh, okay. some good like bodies moving and ears growing and fit- claws growing out kind of business. Nice. I really like the Bone Dungeon, which of course they've acquired, and I think is likely to be the same Eastern European Bone Dungeon as Werner Herzog shot for um, his version of Nosferatu. Okay. It's just, you know, it's one of those rooms made completely of bones that you have. I think there was one underneath um, Notre Dame. Nevertheless, it's like a, what do you call it, a necropolis kind of effect. Okay. Uh, I have to put Danning looks great, that's just in general, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the surprise of the werewolf trap got me when uh, they're walking through the woods and suddenly out of a hedge, a hand just grabs out and <laughs> captures one of the men. That was vaguely sinister. That caught me by surprise. Yeah. And made me go, ugh. <laughs> um, Christopher Lee uh, reciting some sort of litany whilst looking at a bleeding crucifix was a pretty fucking metal image. Bound, bound, bound be all demons and powers of adversity from the north, south, east, and west. Bound, bound, bound be all ill-wishers and those that practice violence against the barrier of this. Bound, bound, bound shall be all. Bound and sealed from Stilba, daughter of Satandar and Asentaser. Bound and held subject to his will. He does those. He does those. The uh, When both of them caught fire, I thought that looked great. And yep. finally, I really liked the menacing ending, including a, a nice little detail of um, the girl climbing on Reb, which is nice. He's a six mm. foot three man, and she was just able to like monkey crawl up him as a person. And um, yeah, and then the weird, weird ending, which doesn't resolve itself. Like, who was the kid? Who was that creepy man? What did Reb Brand say? It's very hard to hear his dialogue. Would you come in? A little later. I hope so. I hope so. Much later. All a mystery, and I enjoy that. <laughs> Love a mystery. Love a mystery. Okay, right. Did the OG two <laughs> get in touch? OG two. Some of some of the OG two. <laughs> they did get in touch. Oh. Yeah. Uh, a couple over on Twitter. Ellen Graham. Mm. Well, she said, "Oh, I haven't. Dang, I haven't seen this one." No, but the OG Howling it. is a really cool werewolf film. She's, uh, oh yeah, werewolf is great. I think Ellen. I think you're really gonna enjoy Howling too. Your sister is a werewolf, so please watch that. <laughs> As your sister is a werewolf, you will enjoy the Howling too. <laughs> You'll relate to it quite a bit. What with the whole sister thing? Yeah, definitely. You got going on. <laughs> Aaron Caruthers says, or Caruthers, sorry, says, "I like the theme song." <laughs> Jimmy Nail's small role in the film. With his facial features, he would have been a perfect werewolf or Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> Good stuff. Was, Jim, was Jimmy Nail in this, or was that a joke? Uh, he played Dom. 
Oh! I don't know who Dom is. That's not who we've been calling Mads Mikkelsen, is it? It might have been. Nevertheless. I think it could have been. Well, there okay. we go. There you go. Good Wonderful. stuff. Thanks, OG team. <laughs> Thanks, OG team. Right, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. When it comes to werewolf movies, it's pretty much your standards. You know, the original Wolfman of Lon Chaney or... Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, was it Lon Chaney? Um, or, you know... Don f- Cheadle. Don Cheadle, absolutely. An American Werewolf yeah. in London is obviously amazing. But Lon Chaney Jr., yeah. Uh, that's obviously... That still holds up. It's very good. Yeah, American Werewolf in London and The First Howling, I think, are probably the best ones to go for there. Great. Uh, on, on my side, if we're talking about going out into the European wild, horror and nature, uh, why not watch Midsommar if you haven't yet? Oh! Uh, Ari Aster's mind-bending uh, horror movie about some American PhD students yeah. visiting a friend's home in rural Sweden uh, and finding themselves enmeshed in the celebrations of a pagan cult. Mm. Some elements of body horror and features some truly mind-bendingly grim sequences, which Definitely. eventually my brain just had to stop trying to process. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Florence Pugh is amazing in this, mm. as is Jack Rayner, uh, Will Poulter. Yep. Poulter? Coulter? Poulter? Poulter, yeah. Poulter, Coulter, Poulter? Yep. Uh, yeah, and, and every, everybody else as well is yeah. suitably either an asshole or Evil. terrifyingly yeah. calm. <laughs> yeah. And, it's excellent. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good film. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. The one better thing. Okay, how can people find out about the about us, the OGRs? Holy shit! All they need to do is uh, go onto Twitter and Facebook and search for um, OGT Pod. <laughs> OGT Pod. That's O OGT Pod. O-G-T-Pod. And you send us an email at Gmail at OGT Pod at Gmail dot com. OGT Pod at Gmail dot com. Yeah. OGT Pod at Gmail dot com. We have a pay. Patreon, <laughs> where for as a dollar a month you get exclusive access to content such as uh, Uncut and Butt, our Halloween sneak peek preview, <laughs> uh, where we have just covered uh, Scream the First. We'll be releasing Scream 2 in a couple of weeks. Yep. And uh, yeah, uh, for as little as a dollar a month, uh, we, you're getting the Halloween episodes early. Yeah. As well as some other things like a Matrix Resurrections review. Oh my God. And the fight, the, the ending, the much waited for ending uh, to the Tom Hanks <laughs> Perfect World saga. And much, much more. Just lots of fun little challenges yep. and little reviews and yeah, stuff that we really, really enjoy doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and our new TTRPG podcast, Quest Fantastic, yep. is, uh, has just had its second episode released. Mm. That's um, been amazing fun. So everybody go check that out. Yeah. Absolutely. And Screen Mayhem, all the usual. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul the Usual. And remember, the one good thing about The Howling 2 is either Christopher Lee or it's the scene where a guy gets his eyeballs exploded out of his head. Yeah. Oh, I also liked all 17 times they showed Sybil Danny's getting a boot up. Oh, yeah, okay.